0: The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by our newest sponsor, Hash House Agogo, also by the law firm of Hutchison and Steffen, Brew City Brand Apparel, The TheFoodConnectionLV.com, and by Mr. Antenna. My next guest, Greg Raleigh, was a founding member of Santana, appearing with them at Woodstock in 1969 and singing lead on such hits as Black Magic Woman, Oye Como Va, and Evil Ways. Of course, he was also an original member of Journey, and now, for the first time in decades, Greg has reunited with Carlos Santana, Neil Shone, and the others for a brand new album, Santana 4. Got Greg standing by right now. Greg, how you doing?
1: I'm very good, Jim. How are you?
0: Fantastic, and congratulations on the brand-new Santana 4. I guess things eventually just come full circle, don't they?
1: Yeah, well, if, if you allow them to.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it like riding a bike? I mean, do you feel comfortable immediately when you got back together with all the original guys?
1: Yeah, it, I, it, that's been my standard line. It was like riding a bicycle. I, the, uh, the first day we got together after uh, after i talked to Carlos on the phone and he said yes i do want to do this i would seen it on the internet and neil was the one who prompted this whole thing and uh, i waited to talk to him and and he said yep i want to do this and and are you in or not and we want to want to call it santana four because the band stopped at three and i said that's brilliant um (laughs) i'm in it's that simple i'm in so when we got together and played. It was just the five of us. The first time we played, we must have played for six hours. I don't know, something like that, straight. And um, and it was a great experience. And a lot of that jamming ability of of these particular musicians just popped out. It just we went from line to line. It was one thing we did. I think it was seventeen minutes long or something. And and went through an array of different kinds of music. So. It was there, and, and it was a great experience and a lot of fun. It just continued. Now we're here, and it's done.
0: Greg, when you were a kid and you were going to uh, college, I think that's when you met Carlos, did you have kind of a, was it a tough choice at all to join the band or to continue your education?
1: Yeah, it was. I, because I was going to college, I was going to possibly be an architect. And, uh, but I didn't to go inside. It was a lot of fun. And I uh, met, met up with Carlos, and he was doing exactly what I would want to do, which play his own music, his own style. And I, I, I was not very good at playing other people's music, uh, you know, just copying it. I just It doesn't interest me. And making it your own is another story, which, is, incidentally, is exactly what happens with Ringo Starr. Yeah. Just, it's a band, and that's why it's fun. Anyway, so uh, getting together with Carlos back then... My biggest concern was losing my school deferment to stay out of Vietnam. And I went to 1A, and I had to go to several um, several meetings with the with the, the military and, and physicals and all that stuff, and it was uh, unnerving. And then I finally wow. got out of it. But I made the choice to get it. My dad told me, you know, go, go grab something. Do it as hard as you can. If you, if you can't do it in five years, then go back to school.
0: Interesting. Didn't someone tell you guys uh, early on that the Latin fusion thing just wasn't going to cut it?
1: It wasn't even called that. They just did what kind of drums, electric, what's the matter? You guys crazy? <laughs> I mean, you know, we played music that we wanted to play based on jazz greats and blues grace, and uh, and it wasn't a San Francisco band. It was more international, and we thought that way. We we thought about the whole world, hoping to get across the street. And so it's kind of the way we went about it. It was, uh, we played what we wanted to play with people in mind. And and it took, you know, we caught a generation of people and, and since then caught four or five generations. I mean, it's an amazing kind of music. It's like blues. it don't, It doesn't go away.
0: Yeah. You know, as I recall, you guys cut your first album... After Woodstock, I don't know how you got the invite to Woodstock without an album under your belt.
1: Actually, we had it recorded. It just came out. It was actually the perfect uh, uh, merchandising trick of playing the biggest show known to man and uh, have your record come out like uh, the following week or whatever it was. And, yeah, I mean, it came It, it was perfect. And uh, we had already recorded it, but that's amazing that... Uh, that we did get to play there, and that was done by Bill Graham. He he got us in there. Um, Michael Lang told me he wanted to get, he asked Bill for his help because this thing started to get out of control. And Bill said, he, he Michael told me this. Bill said, yes, I'll do it, but you must have Santana. Nice. He goes, well, he goes, who's Santana? <laughs> <"That was> Santana. <laughs> Sent him a tape. He goes, okay, fine. And uh, that's how we got in there.
0: Well, and Graham gets you on Carson, Ed Sullivan. He brings you the song, Evil Ways. Pretty good connection, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, we actually did Evil Ways for Bill. And uh, he was telling him, he told Carlos, he goes, you need songs. And Carlos said, what? We're playing songs? Are you crazy? I mean, with the way we looked at it, we were. You know, it's all sacrifice. We were more bent on that stuff and, uh, and, and playing and playing like, like an original jam band. And, and Bill's one suggested evil way, so we played it for him. Came the first hit.
0: What was that scene like when you were flying into Woodstock? Because I had also heard that you guys actually drove out of there because you hung around and watched some of the music.
1: Right, I, flying in was—I I remember looking down and just going, uh, "It didn't strike me." We had played for twenty thousand people before we played, but I had no idea what half a million people looked like from the air yeah you know it just looked like a, a hill of ants or something yeah. I mean it was just <laughs> yeah it, it, I had no way to, to judge it and so we went on to play and and then I stayed and watched Stone it was amazing and uh, and we drove out that night and when we drove out it when it struck me my god man, this is a lot of people and if, had we driven in I think I might have been frightened by it yeah yes, it was. It was, well, just another gig.
0: You know, I love the Abraxas album like everyone else does. Is it true that Black Magic Woman was a one take?
1: Uh, it was For my vocal, it was. Yeah. It's the only time I ever did that, I actually did, uh, I sang the first two verses and then something broke in the in the uh, uh, control room and I had to come back and sing the third verse and I sang that once and that was it.
0: You know, Carlos Santana has become really a local here in Las Vegas. He's he's quite involved with, with local charities and everything else. And how did you reconnect with him?
1: Uh, it was actually, I was playing with Ringo in the Pacific Rim, and Carlos was right behind me, and then behind him was Neil, and Neil was texting me about this idea, who incidentally is the guy who, who instigated this whole mess that we're in now.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, I'm glad to be in. Anyway, so Neil was telling me, and it was on the internet and all, yes, Santana's getting back together. And I said, I- I'll wait and talk to Carlos about this. That sounds terrific. And talked to Carlos when he got back from Pacific Rim. And he told me exactly that. Yeah, I do want to, I want to do this. If you want to do it, uh, I want to call Santana 4 because the band stopped at 3. And uh, I told him, I said, it's a brilliant idea. Number one, Santana 4 says it all. Why would it be Santana 4? It'd be Santana sixty or something. <laughs> many, many, many CDs. Right. So it's a brilliant strategy and and true, and which is why it makes it. Uh, really cool and then we got together and it was amazing.
0: I can't wait to hear the first single Anywhere You Want to Go. written by you and the new album Santana 4 at Amazon.com and at iTunes. Greg, I'm really looking forward to it as everyone else is and it was just really nice talking to you. Thank
1: you very much.
0: Good luck with it. All right, thank you. Bye. All right, bye-bye. You know, you can also get a ton of info at gregraleigh.com that'll have tour dates, new music, and new videos and a nice job getting everybody together in Neil Well, that's it for this chapter of The Fake Show. News on upcoming shows at The Fake Show Facebook and Twitter pages. I'm Jim Tofty and I'll see you next time. Take The Fake Show with you at thefakeshow.com SoundCloud and at iTunes.